to be sure. Some of the notions in this book are shared far beyond the South. I suspect, for instance, that the relationship between man and big screen knows no geographic boundary. And it's not just Southern sisters who are horrified when we must, through no fault of our own, but only through the most dire and unforeseeable awfulness, place the father in charge of dressing the children for the day. Verily, he will screw it up. On second thought, a southern woman might care just a tad more about this botching of plaids and stripes, navy with sort of navy, because it's in our nature to agonize about such trivialities, and no one does it better. A word of explanation. Many of these essays may not seem particularly southern at all, but they are a southern woman's take on those irksome little yucks in daily life, bringing our half-bubble-off-plum personalities to assorted horrors like kids' beauty pageants, birthing babies and having to spend money on car maintenance instead of the root perm we so richly deserve. This book is best enjoyed with the Almond Brothers' Eat a Peach CD playing somewhere in the background and a plate of, what else, collards and cornbread waiting for you at the supper table. The fat back is optional because, even here in the South, we finally started obsessing over our cholesterol. I cook my collards these days with low-sodium chicken broth, and oddly, this makes me feel more guilty than virtuous. Is this the beginning of the end? Am I going to become some sad, lapsed belle who, in a struggle to blend in, forsakes all things intensely Southern, feeling odd embarrassment over treasured old rituals like taking the marshmallow-speckled lime gelatin mold to the grieving family? Will I stop shaving my underarms or padding my bra? Will I stop describing, as only a true Southerner can, a truly awful physical appearance as simply most unfortunate, as in, she has a most unfortunate nose? I pray not, because I don't want my daughter to grow up in a gray sky South, a land of you guys replacing y'all. A South as bland as a bowl of grits without the red-eye gravy. No, no, that would lead to a most unfortunate life. I hope for the best of the South, all eccentricities reporting for duty for my little collared sprout. And for yours, too, wherever they may grow. Part One The Southern Family and no, we don't marry our cousins, unless, of course, they got cable. Chapter One Stop watching your plasma TV and start selling your plasma. How to Become Honest to Jesus White Trash I'm not sure when it happened, but white trash is in. I just read it in a national magazine, and all I could say was, well, shit fire and save the matches. You don't have to be Southern to be white trash, but it helps, mostly because Southerners know the beauty of a potted meat and mayonnaise sandwich better than most. As a sort of on-the-bubble white trash girl myself, I've never technically had what car dealers describe as bruised credit. I'm feeling downright giddy. Why is white trash chic now? 
Maybe it's just natural backlash to decades of greed and consumption. Whatever the reason, there's much to learn, and I can coach even the snobbiest of y'all on how to be WT. For starters, bad TV is a huge part of the WT lifestyle. White trash women spend their last dime calling Miss Cleo at the psychic Screw You Network. It takes a WT brain to stare at the screen at the butt crack of dawn and say, Hey, she's never met me and knows nothing about me, but I bet this crazy island woman can tell me what my future will be. Psychics are nothing new to country folk. When I was growing up, I can remember the weird Madame Isadora down the road who had a huge red palm billboard right in her front yard. Even as a tot, I was skeptical of the abilities of a psychic healer who couldn't afford underpinning on her trailer. Aside from psychic infomercials, WT never wants to miss those midnight monster truck marathons. Hell, the youngins can sleep through second period, so just nail that satellite dish on the most prominent tree in your front yard. No trees? No problem. Just use your Confederate flagpole. Buy your de-scrambler from the mullet-headed guy who runs the cockfight behind the landfill. Mullet-headed, you say? The mullet is the WT man's hairstyle of choice. It's long in back, short on the sides, and kind of fluffy on top. Mullet men think this makes them look young, virile, and rather like an Alabama roadie instead of the double-wide salesman they are in real life. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Mullets, also known as the ape drape, the achy breaky big mistakey, and the Kentucky waterfall, are often favored by WT who are losing some hair on top. Curls flowing down their backs are not so much sissy as Samson. Here's some other tips on being WT. Don't thank me now. Just give me one of the Rottweiler pups when they're born, and yes, breeding them is too a real job. Ladies, begin every sentence with, My baby's daddy. Even if you're married to him, it lends volumes of white trash cachet to a simple sentence. Yeah, it does. Take to ending every declarative statement with, Yeah, it does. Alternate acceptable WT. I heard that. Take 40 or 50 of your closest relatives to the emergency room with you every time one of you gets shot in the ass. This drives emergency personnel crazy, but hey, your tax dollars built this hospital. Well, they would have if you'd ever technically filed a tax return, which of course white trash doesn't. Now, on the matter of tax returns, if you do go highfalutin and file one, make sure you do not go to the classy accountant. You know the Edward Rothschild Ravensbottom firm with the picture of the old dude with the wooden dentures in the mahogany-paneled foyer? Choose instead the rather sad storefront Presto Fasto firm that shares office space with bad Chinese takeout and a lingerie modeling agency. Dress your youngins in little black NASCAR t-shirts, but teach them to hate Jeff Gordon on account of he's just too damn pretty for his own good. Make sure you enter your girl youngins in all the wee tiny Miss Beauty pageants because it's the ultimate WT lifestyle to spend two weeks' salary on hair extensions and pancake makeup for your three-year-old just so she can win a five-dollar trophy and the adoration of, well, nobody much.
Take up smoking again and learn how to talk and smoke at the same time, preferably while saying hardcore white trash things like, ever since I got on the disability, I've had to do whatever I could to put food on the table. Your Honor. Ladies, keep those bra straps hanging out on both sides, okay? Drive the non-WTs crazy by going to the post office and buying lots of money orders. You don't need no stinking checking account. Let's see here. I need one for $58.21, one for $62.44. That one goes to my choiropractor. Ask the postal clerk why they never have any stamps that say hate. While you're there, ask the clerk the difference between certified and registered mail. Follow his painfully thorough three-minute response with the classic WT rebuttal, Say who? If you're sincere about wanting to join America's trendiest new demographic, you got to start buying lottery tickets and lots of them. Keep scratching, Melva. The young'uns can eat mustard sandwiches another week or two. Of course, you don't have to be poor to be white trash. Not long ago, that point was proven by a couple of bigwig South Carolina politicians who argued the benefits of the lottery to a room full of high school boys attending a leadership conference. Democrat Dick Harpootlian told the boys that state lottery funds would provide up to $4,500 for college and could buy a lot of beer and girls. But he was countered by Republican Henry McMaster, who pointed out that while Democrats are for beer and girls, Republicans are for cold beer and hot girls. And all this time, I just thought they were for a bunch of boring stuff like wilderness drilling, silly missile shields that don't work.